Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. I love this question because every time somebody says, how many SOPs do I actually need? I just have that moment from Mean Girls in my head. (laughs) The limit does not exist. (laughs) Now, that's not quite true, but that is how it can feel because essentially my answer to this question is going to be, you need as many SOPs as it takes to run your business. And that's going to look really different for each of you. But I do want to talk a lot in this episode around quality over quantity, the essential SOPs that I think you need, and also how to keep it as simple as possible so it doesn't feel overwhelming. Because the reality is, and I've certainly seen this be the case, you can have too many SOPs. And if there's too many, suddenly every task in your business feels really overwhelming. Your team don't know where to go or what's necessarily the most up-to-date or accurate SOP to be working from. There's just more opportunities for things to be missed or go wrong. I am a big believer in having a number of SOPs that serves the work that needs to be done in your business, that are kept up to date, that are high quality. I also am a big fan of having SOPs that cover the majority of the process versus a separate SOP for each little step, unless it's something particularly complicated. All right, let's dive into this. So I want to debunk the SOP overload myth. More SOPs does not always equate to better business operations. I've seen businesses run with a really small number of core SOPs that dictate the big things in their business. And often that's so much more impactful than having hundreds of SOPs for everything in place. There are some things that are just quite unnecessary to document. So for example, I don't create SOPs around using Canva for a client. Firstly, because Canva is such a beast. Can you even imagine trying to create an SOP? What I do make sure we have though is easy access to the brand guidelines, access to any images or videos if they're not already uploaded into the Canva account, links to templates. So they're really easy for your team to find. Obviously we know Canva can get quite overwhelming. Highly recommend using the folders if you're not already, but like we keep links to frequently used templates. So things like stories or carousel templates, 
we keep them separately, essentially within what would be a pretty basic SOP that covers the brand guidelines, here are our templates, and here's the link to Canvas help site because it's actually quite robust. I would also probably include a link to the incredible Jackie Norton's YouTube because her Canva tutorials are amazing. If you haven't seen them, I highly recommend checking them out. I'll make sure I pop a link in the show notes. But we're not necessarily creating an SOP of like, here's how to add text in Canva. One, because we're bringing in team members who already know how to use Canva. There is a base level of knowledge that we are hiring for and assuming of our team. Two, it's reasonably intuitive. And three, like I said, there's a bunch of existing resources out on the internet that are going to cover some of those basic things. So it's way more important that we train around how we want things done specific to the business versus having a a nitty gritty SOP for every little thing. So when you're creating your SOPs or when you're planning or giving them an update, I would look at the things that maybe feel unnecessary and are definitely not being used by your team. If your SOPs are not being accessed regularly by your team, it's a good sign that you either have the problem of too many SOPs, an SOP that's irrelevant, or you need some training with your team. That's a separate conversation (laughs) around using them. But we want to make it easy for people to find the SOP they need follow the process from start to end and get the outcome. And that doesn't necessarily look like hundreds or thousands of different documents. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, I think the other important thing when you're creating your SOPs is to really prioritize quality over quantity. I could sit and spend two hours and pump out a huge number of SOPs, like an insane number of SOPs. I could loom record a lot of things in two hours. But the reality is they wouldn't necessarily be in depth or robust or even specific to the business. I would probably be creating really generic processes of like, this is how to send a broadcast in ConvertKit, for example. I would so much rather you and your team take the time to create really robust SOPs that are specific to the way that you work, the way that you like things done, because that's the most important thing. Again, it comes back to this idea. So much of the general information is available on the internet. We can Google, we have YouTube. So much of what we need to do is kind of already known. We're hiring great fit team members. Now there is an exception here. If you're hiring newbies who don't have experience, or maybe you're bringing an intern, whatever that looks like, they're going to need a different type of SOP because they're not coming in with that base level of knowledge. But if you're hiring people who are already trained, skilled, regularly using the platforms that you're using, you're way less likely to need as many SOPs. So focus on the quality of the SOPs that you're creating. And the same goes when you're updating them. I would rather you update one or two SOPs a month, but they're really, really good than to spend a month updating every single SOP you've got. And they're still not amazing. They're just somewhat more up to date. Like I mentioned, I think this is the other thing that we often think about is like, oh, well, I just need SOPs for everything. I need an SOP for how to send an email. I need an SOP for how to create a Canva graphic or an SOP for how to schedule a podcast. And while that's absolutely true, it's so much more important that those SOPs are specific to your business. I cannot emphasize this enough. There is such an importance on tailoring your processes to the unique needs and structure and the way that your team works. Often when I'm updating SOPs, it's not because the process has necessarily changed, but it's because the team members involved have changed. 
so there's a different way that they're used to working. Or maybe the technology is updated and we just need to make sure the team's across it so we give it a bit of a refresh. But it's really important that you are taking SOPs and making them yours. And especially if you're looking at templated SOPs, yes, it's fantastic to to purchase those templates and bring them into your business. And I'm so excited to share more on that soon. But it's so the the more important thing is not just buying it and being like, here's an SOP. It's buying it and customizing it so that it serves you and your team most. So the next question I often get is, well, what what are the essential SOPs? Now, I've spoken about systems on a bigger picture scale before, but I want to get a little bit granular here in terms of the essential SOPs that I think businesses should have. Now, again, it's going to vary based on the type of business and the types of offers and your team structure and all of these different things. But if you're looking at where do I get started with documenting my SOPs, my first recommendation is for the things that you do all the time. And I know that feels a little bit counterintuitive because you're like, I do them all the time. Why on earth would I need an SOP around it? But the reality is if you're doing it regularly, it's a really important piece of your business, right? So it's something we want to have documented because it's so important to the operations of our business. The things that you do once a year, yes, we want to have documented because we're probably going to forget exactly how we did it. But if you're only doing it once a year, it's likely less important, less foundational to the way your business runs. So I would focus on the things that you do very regularly, daily, if not weekly in your business and make sure those things are documented. Second to that is anything you are delegating or preparing to delegate maybe to a new team member, say you're hiring for the first time or you're bringing in a different team member to assist with a different area of the business, those SOPs are essential. They are critical to your onboarding because otherwise you're gonna have a team member who starts with you that doesn't have a clue what to do or how to best support you. So as part of your planning for team and looking at like, well, what am I bringing somebody in to support me with? I also want you to be thinking about, do I have documented processes for each of these things? So if I'm bringing in somebody to help me schedule my weekly newsletters, do I have a documented process around that? If I'm bringing in somebody to schedule social media content, do I have a documented process around that? Now, again, if you're bringing in a skilled team member, they likely have a base level of understanding of the technology, maybe even a base level understanding of what the different processes look like. So the emphasis in documenting these processes is in highlighting how you specifically like things done. Now, that doesn't mean it's a your way or the highway approach, right? You can still document the process and give your team member enough room to go, hey, I know you've done it this way in the past. I think there's a more efficient way of doing this. I would love your input. I think that's fantastic. I think that's a really great conversation to be having with your team members really regularly to help them feel invested in the business and valued in the process for their expertise. But at the same time, you need to set that standard to begin with. That's our role as the business owner to set the standard of this is how I like things done. Therefore, I've documented an SOP so that you can go and do it the exact same way I would, at least initially. But I'm really open to feedback and ways that we can improve. The other area that I think is really important in terms of making sure you've got documented SOPs is specifically anything that relates to your business goals, right? So if you have goals around launching and growth, I want you to make sure you've got all of those processes documented. 
if you have goals around the way you deliver and show up for your clients, I want to make sure those processes are documented because if it's a goal, it's clearly a priority for us in business. We want to give it the best opportunity of performing and SOPs are a fantastic tool to enable us to do that. Having these really robust, documented, well thought out processes are the best way we can ensure that everyone is working towards the same business goals. Finally, the the last piece here in the number of SOPs you should have, and it kind of relates back to my earlier piece around quality over quantity, maintaining and updating your SOPs is so important. Because otherwise what happens is they get out of date. Maybe you record new ones and we end up with duplicates of processes and nobody knows quite which one they should be using. So maintaining and updating your SOPs regularly is really important. So there are some ways to help you and your team navigate this. The first is putting in place some regular check-ins for yourself. Maybe it's quarterly, maybe it's every six months to just eyeball your processes at a high level and go, is this still the way that we're working? If not, great, let's put a plan in place to update all of these. The second thing is to really work with your team to build a culture of if something changes, please update the SOP. If you log into Active Campaign one day and see that things have changed, please update the SOP so everybody else in the team also can follow the process that matches the changes. This is so, so important because again, otherwise what happens is we have these SOPs that become out of date and somebody needs to use them for the first time or the first time in a while and they can't accurately follow along because the interface of the platform has changed or you as a business have changed your process around something and so when a new team member picks it up, they actually end up doing the wrong thing, which feels really yucky. We don't want that either. So having those processes in place for how regularly you're reviewing them training your team to make sure they are continually reviewing and updating the processes that they are involved in or responsible for is also really, really important to making sure they are up to date as often as possible. And again, it leads into building a culture where you are constantly using the SOPs. They're not just something that's created and sits in a folder waiting for a rainy day. They're actually in use really regularly in your business, which means they need to be updated and can easily be updated really regularly because people are checking in on them as soon as possible. So the answer to the question at the end of all of this, how many SOPs do I actually need? is some really high quality ones that serve your business goals. I think there's this expectation that you need hundreds of SOPs and it's going to feel so overwhelming to create and to organize and to manage. And while I think there is a point in business where you're going to have lots of SOPs, it's way more important to get started with the SOPs that are most important, most critical to your business operations as they stand right now. I hope this episode has been so helpful to you. I would love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. They help us get this podcast in front of more incredible business owners just like yourself. So if you've made it all the way to the end, make sure you leave us a review as you finish listening as well. We'll see you next time.